0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: Fall guy. That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
1: Trying to make out? Nope.
0: Because
1: I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
2: What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Hey everybody, how you doing? Grant Napier here on Listen Up. Really appreciate you being with me. Uh, It is an open forum Wednesday, which means we can talk about anything. We got the uh, final weekend of the NFL regular season. You got uh, college football, which is getting ready to wrap up its season on Monday with Alabama and uh, Georgia. You got the uh, NBA. And, you know, if you watch the uh, Kings-Lakers game last night, the uh, time snafu, which cost the Kings a possession, I don't think they're going to win the game anyway, but still, uh, I understand why Alvin Gentry – was uh, so upset. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it, and, and I know if you're a Kings fan, it's always the same thing when you're in the Lakers. You know, it's just there's always something that is bizarre. It's just the, the damnedest thing. Again, I don't think Sacramento wins the game anyway, right? I don't think that they would have won the game. But that shouldn't happen. You know, that should not happen. Plain and simple. That should not happen in a basketball game. It shouldn't happen anytime. But it's just, again, it's always something. Always something when the Kings play the Lakers. Always something. Uh, you know, they had an opportunity, but they just can't close the door uh, at, at games. And so... They go uh, back home and, you know, a back-to-back play in the Atlanta Hawks. And the Hawks are really probably as disappointing as any, any team uh, in the uh, NBA. Well, how about Novak Djokovic? Denied Australian entry because of a visa issue. So, I don't know. He was granted... A medical exemption for the COVID-19 vaccination. So, guess what? The world's number one player, who almost had a grand slam last year, is done. He's out. You know? It's just, it's just unbelievable. It really is. All right, you got the Aaron Rodgers story. I did a rant on this, and. Hub Arkish called Aaron Rodgers the biggest jerk in the league and a bad guy. Hub is the uh, executive editor of Pro Football Weekly, Chicago sports writer, who also does uh, some sideline work for Westwood One. And then Rodgers responded today. You know, it's hard for me to believe that one of the 50 voters, and again, Hub Arkish, who's a Chicago-based reporter, is one of the 50 votes, all right, for the most viable player. So there were 50 votes, and he's one of them. Aaron Rodgers said, quote, today, I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments I listened to the comments but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime in the offseason that I had zero chance of winning MVP in my opinion should be exc- or should exclude further votes his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league he doesn't know me Aaron's exactly right there he should lose his vote absolutely Rogers went on and said his problem is I'm not vaccinated. So if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an extra letter to put on the word just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum and I'm not gonna waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never talked to me in his life. Again, it's unbelievable. Hub Arkish, if you missed it, said this on uh, 670 to the score yesterday. Quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most viable player. Has he been the most viable player on the field? Yeah, you can make that argument but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup or maybe even Tom Brady. So from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. How about that? That's unbelievable to me. It really is. It is absolutely unbelievable. And then he added, I just think the way, all right, and again, here's another one. I just just think the way he's carried himself is inappropriate. I think he's a bad guy. And I don't think a bad guy can be the most viable guy at the same time. Hmm. I think he should have his vote rescinded. I really do. I I think he should have it rescinded. I don't think he should be allowed to vote. I really don't. Rodgers went on and said, I think the MVP should be about the most viable player on the team. A lot of times it goes to the best player on the best team, and we're the best team. So if voters want to use the offseason or don't like my stance being unvaccinated, that's their prerogative. I don't think it's right, but that's their prerogative. I'll tell you this, you know, what Hub said about, you know, again, being all of those things to the team, right? I, I They're the number one seed in the uh, NFC. They got the best record in football. So I I, I don't understand how Hub can say that. I really don't. I don't understand that. Again, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most viable player. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are they not the number one seed in the NFC and they got home field advantage? You know what? I'm a Giants fan. I would love someone to come punish me like that. Go ahead. Bring it on. Come punish me. Please. Come punish me. The Giants who have one touchdown in their last 35 possessions. Yeah, you know what? Come punish me, please. Seriously. Unbelievable. If you want to get in on the program today, raise your hand, hit your hand icon, and we will get you right on. Hub Barkish. Wow. Crazy. Something else that's kind of an interesting story in Cincinnati, the Bengals clinched the division. Uh, Their outstanding running back, Joe Mixon, has tested positive for COVID-19. He's out on Sunday against the Browns. And Joe Burrow is not going to play to get an extra week's rest. So backup Brandon Allen is going to start. A couple of other players not playing uh, for Cincinnati. So we'll see what happens. The Bengals are the number three spot in the AFC. They've clinched the uh, AFC North, so they're going to set it up uh, for the playoffs. Your thoughts on that uh, as well. All right, 49ers, huge game coming up against the Rams, and then you have the Raiders and the Chargers vying for the playoff spot uh, in the AFC. By the way, the National Football League is exploring – contingency sites because of what's going on in L.A. as it relates to COVID. The NFL said they plan on playing Super Bowl 56 is scheduled at SoFi Stadium, but they are looking for a backup because of the climate in Southern California as it relates to COVID, right? So, I mean, here we are. It's not that far away. You want? You just wonder. And I, I keep on saying this. It's interesting. I had someone, you know, rip me for you know taking unnecessary travel because of COVID. And I, <laughs> I laugh because does that person go to a restaurant? Does that person go to a shopping store or a shopping mall? Does that person go out in other? public venues? Does that person go to a sporting event? Because being on an airplane is much, 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 much safer, and your chances of contracting COVID on a plane are much less than being at a store, being at a restaurant, okay? Being at a sporting event, it's much smaller being on an airplane than it is at any of those and many other Public venues. Being on an airplane actually is one of the best places you can be. It's one of the safest places you can be in terms of contracting COVID. Because of the filtration system that they have on these airplanes. And the, the newer, most modern airplanes, much better. Much, much better than being in a store or the other aforementioned places. I mean, it really is. And here's the other aspect. If you have traveled recently, it's actually much safer now to go to another country because of how they handle COVID. Do you know a lot of the countries, now when you land, you are basically escorted through the airport into a vehicle that takes you to a COVID test, then to a mandatory one-night quarantine where you are not allowed to leave your room until the COVID result comes back. And if you are positive, they make it a mandatory 10-day stay. Mandatory. So you either have to stay in the hospital or a hospital, which, or a hospital, I should say, which is a hotel which has been taken over as a medical facility, and you can't leave for 10 days, period. So, I mean, it's actually much safer than it is here in the United States. Just throwing that out, all right, just in case you wanted to know. Much, much safer. Much safer to go on an airplane than many other places that you may frequent. So, and if I get COVID, I get COVID. I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm not gonna, you know, stay locked up in my house. Let's get to Steve in Vacaville. Steve, thanks very much for coming on. How are you today?
2: All uh, right, Grant. Hey, thanks for taking my call. And I was, I saw your tweet. It was pretty interesting. The flight path you took, uh, uh, for that great circle. Well, pretty amazing, isn't it? Because that ten and, so? and a half hours seems like a really long time to be on a plane. Yeah,
0: you're yeah, waking you're up on me a little, bit, so me a little but bit, but, I want, so but I want you to continue. Uh, uh, you know, that aircraft that I was on only has two classes, uh, three classes of service, economy, uh, premium economy, and business class. They didn't have first class, uh, but, yeah, I was in business class, and it was a very, very uh, comfortable ride. I've never been on a plane that long, obviously, you know, including boarding and landing. Uh, I was on the plane almost 19 hours. Well.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things, and you're right about the the aircraft. They have HEPA filters on board, and with the circulation of the air, you're you're right. And studies have been done, and and they published them at the beginning of the the pandemic to show that they're the safest places on earth. But look no further than the flight attendants union. If they were feeling they were exposed unnecessarily or getting sick at a much higher rate, you would have heard from them months and months and months ago. Very true. That's a great point. Uh, and, and now you you know you can talk about the pilots and, and 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 that are coming down now, but that's that's Omicron variant outside of of their flight environment that that's that's getting them. But you know, along with with COVID, Grant, I just wanted to um, talk about Aaron Rodgers and it dovetails a little bit into the uh, the issue. I, I think that uh, how about orchestra? Uh, what We're probably guilty of being overly honest because I I just wonder how many sports writers in the past have withheld a vote based on things. The playability, integrity, sportsmanship, and so on and so forth. I mean, you look at Kurt Schilling and Darren Sharper, they, and again, not trying to draw comparisons between those and what Aaron Rodgers is, is doing. I mean, it, it certainly is personal, uh, but I can't believe he's the first sports writer in the history ever to do it. He may be the first one that was stupid enough to admit it, um, But but I really I wonder about that. But we're you know, one of the things I I also want to talk about um, with Aaron Rodgers, Grant, was this whole issue about uh, his ability to speak his mind and not catch any flack for it. And you addressed this, I think, on your on a uh, on one of your uh, rants. I think it was December 29th. And I just wanted to push back on you a little bit with your take on that. My feeling about Aaron Rodgers is that rightly or wrongly, he's an influencer. And that's one of the reasons he gets paid millions of dollars a year in endorsements to try to influence people's decision. So I personally in the medical community have a problem when he's saying he's done his quote research unquote um, to suggest that his take on uh, his stance on vaccinations um, is uh, rises to the same level as those in the medical community. Number one, but number two, Um, I think he's got a credibility problem when he was asked uh, months ago if if he were uh, vaccinated and he said, yeah, I'm immunized. He clearly was leading people and misleading people to believe he was when he wasn't. And when he got caught, uh, then he was going back and forth. So he can't have it both ways. He can't uh, enjoy the stage of all the endorsement money he's getting uh, on one hand, but then moan when people are giving him crap for what I believe is a misguided, uh, you know, opinion about the safety and effic- efficacies of vaccines. I think it's misguided too, but he's made it very, very
0: clear that it's only his opinion and he's not giving advice on what you or I should do. Now you make a great point. He is a spokesperson for like State Farm and he makes a ton of money. And the reason why State Farm hires him is for his believability, I would imagine, and everything else. So you make a great point there. I can't I can't dispute that. But Rogers has made it very clear, Steve, that his his opinion based on how he feels and what is best for him. He's not telling you what's best for me or best for you or best for anyone else. Now, is that right or wrong? Yeah, you could make you could make the uh, argument, and you just did, and you did it very well, that because he is one of the most famous people uh, in our country, one of the most famous athletes with a huge stage. Matter of fact, you might even be able to take a poll. And if you took a poll, there are probably more people that would know him from the State Farm commercials than quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Does that go with it a degree of responsibility? And you could certainly make that argument. Let's say that is true for a moment. That shouldn't factor into whether or not he wins an award for on the field as the most viable player in the National Football League, in my opinion. One, as right as you may be, you that should not prevent someone, in my opinion, for winning an award that is based on your playing performance. Now, I know for a fact there are sports writers or Hall of Fame writers that don't vote for Barry Bonds because he was an ass and a jerk to the media for his entire career. Is that right? No. It's also because of the steroid era. But there are those that also, because Bonds was such a jerk and was such an ass, and he was for his entire career to the media, I believe that does factor into it. We don't live in a perfect world. You make a couple of really good points. But in this particular instance, regardless of how you feel about Aaron Rodgers, and you've explained it very well, I don't think that Hub Arkish should be able to keep Aaron Rodgers off his MVP ballot or not vote for him strictly because he said he's the biggest jerk in the league and a bad guy. I don't think that should factor into the MVP.
2: And I and I, I agree. I mean, I, I was conflating two issues, one being his uh, whining and moaning if he's catching flack based on giving his opinion. And the other being the sports writer's um I guess prerogative to say whether or not he wants to um, vote for him based on purely personal reasons, which I guess uh, there's a question for you, Grant, to follow up with that. Yeah. So who, who determines which sports writers get to make a vote and is there something they can do to, to gain that vote? Are there other things they can do to lose that ability to vote? There, there
0: are, uh, that's a great question. I mean, I think it is the, you know, in this case it's the Associated Press I, I, I don't know how they go about picking their 50 individuals, but sure, you can lose your vote. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, I don't know what the criteria is. I'll look into it, Steve, because you just asked a great question. I don't know the answer to that question uh, and what the criteria is used to pick 50 people uh, that vote on these awards. I'll try to find out. It's a very, very uh, interesting question. Very good question.
2: Okay, then I guess while you're looking into it, and mean, you maybe you already know, but um, is is it is the is there a limit of fifty, no more, no less? Uh, yeah, it's fifty. Or okay. Very yeah, good. I believe it
0: is at the. I believe the number uh, has been uh, fifty. So it will be interesting when the voting is done. How many first place votes out of fifty Aaron Rodgers gets? Because I would think he's one of the top three candidates in the National Football League. I mean, I. I don't know how you wouldn't have him at the worst third. I, I really don't. If you don't want to have him as the MVP, all right. You know what? I, there are some other individuals that have had great years, but I don't know how you wouldn't have him in your top three. I really, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you could not have him as one of your top three uh, MVP uh, candidates.
2: Great. Well, thanks, Grant.
0: Hey, Steve, thank you. It's really good call. Interesting call. And he makes a good point about Aaron Rodgers. You know, if you are a spokesperson, like he is, for an insurance company, you, where does, where does the, where does the, where's the line? Obviously State Farm feels good with him, or they would have dropped him as someone that endorses their product. You know, Aaron Rodgers lost one endorsement affiliated with a medical company. And there have been many instances, many instances, where companies have dropped athletes for comments that they have made. I mean, it's very well documented. I mean it happens it happens all the time. But with Aaron Rodgers, you know, I personally don't have a problem with an opinion being different than mine. You know, I, I've been vaccinated I got my booster in November, and I guess the question is, with COVID rampant in this country, many of whom are vaccinated, it just leads me to ask common sense questions. And the first common sense question is, why, why wear a mask? Mask, uh, are masks really preventing? The spread, I mean, is it help preventing the spread of COVID? It doesn't appear so to me, and I'm using common sense. I'm not using data. I'm not using scientific evidence. I'm just using common sense here. All the people that are getting COVID right now with this new variant, masks aren't helping them. <laughs> I mean, I'm just using common sense here, right? Now, what about being vaccinated? Well, they tell me if I get COVID and I've been vaccinated, including my booster, my symptoms will be much less severe. All right, I buy that. By the way, just for you to know, I did get vaccinated for two reasons. Number one, in case I wanted to travel, you need to be vaccinated. And I love to travel. And number two, okay, because if I do get COVID, I want the symptoms to be less severe. That's why I did it. Those are the only two reasons why I did it. Alfred. What's going on? You're on with Grant. Al, go ahead.
1: Hey, Grant. uh, Hey, just expand on Steve's comment. You spoke to similar to this about LeBron James and his constant tweeting and the influence. Like Steve pointed, said to the influence. I mean, this guy's. You spoke about James being reckless with all of his tweets that are just, you know, not really fact-based and stirring up a lot of people. And making issues worse. So I think you kind of alluded to that. You know, same thing that Steve was saying that uh, Rogers probably has his share of uh, fans and followers. And you know, that was what the first thought. That yeah, when I you have about.
0: fifty million, when you have fifty million people uh, that follow you on social media, LeBron James has been irresponsible. I don't even think that's debatable. He's been irresponsible. Yeah with many of his tweets as it relates to social issues in this country and outside of this country, including Daryl Morey's Free Hong Kong uh, tweet, which I did an entire podcast on. And he has been irresponsible. You know, the tweet, you're next about the Columbus police officer that fatally shot yeah. a teenage girl as she was getting ready to stab another individual and then later you know, deleted his tweet. That, that is irresponsible. That's not even debatable. That's an irresponsible act. And it is one that is very disturbing because it has happened repeatedly. Uh, I, listen, I'm not absolving. I think Aaron Rodgers was wrong for misleading yeah. the public in August. You know, I think he was. I think he was misled. All right, when he said, "Yeah, I'm immunized," I, I think mm-hmm. that was wrong. And he, you know, he has come out and said that, but that doesn't change what he did in August. I do believe that he did try to mislead everyone, and for that, he's wrong. And there's yeah. really no defense to that. I don't think it should cost him an MVP though, if you feel he's the MVP
1: of the league. I agree with you. In fact, I'm 100% with you. Uh, it's not the most nicest player award. We hear this argument about the Hall of Fame vote. I mean, yes, and and you know the same same thing. I mean, like you pointed about Barry Bonds. How about you know other famous guys who are just Reggie Jackson? You've spoken. To, he was one of the rudest people. Yes, to media people and treated as mistreated people. And but you're you have to look past that. You have to look at it, but I guess some people are just going to be in, in human nature. But Arkish is way off base. I mean, it's very disturbing. I was watching a Good Morning Football earlier this morning. I normally don't watch those shows, but Michael Robinson is point saying something. To the fact that well, Rogers has lost four conference championship games. You know that might affect my vote. I'm thinking, what does that have to do That's with stupidity? Anything?
0: It, it, i didn't i didn't watch good morning football but if that was said again it's just another asinine stupid comment i don't care if you've lost 15 championship games that has nothing to do with this year's performance on the field
1: what i, I was like how how could you yeah. make that statement that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard
0: there are a lot of stupid comments that are made every day in our uh sports and both news media world it's just you know we well, live sh- in a messed up country man we really do yeah it's just I'm, okay,
1: you know i got i was at first i'll be i'm not gonna go i'm not political i'm not, i'm Um. just don't do that stuff you know I just but I at first I was like oh it's it's sort of like COVID sort of like I never get the flu shot though I think COVID's kind of like the flu it sounded like it to me but after people started dying by the thousands and I'm thinking okay this is more than just the flu and I looked into it I went ahead and got vaccinated I got both shots and my wife got her shot we got boosters and we have traveled we went my wife went to Mexico last Thanksgiving. I couldn't get time off work. And she said, you pointed this out. The airline was really strict with the yep. with the mask. And he, she said when they got to Mexico, everything was, you know, there was behind glass and behind. Yeah. So it was very, very vaccinated. And they, I went this past, we went again this past November. I got to go. I got to go. We went to Puerto Vallarta for eight days. And I got to tell you, it was like everything was, uh, they, 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 uh, tested us before we got back on the plane.
0: Yep. They're it's very, unbelievable. yeah, they do a, they yeah. do an amazing job now when you travel outside of this country, most of the world, if you're allowed to go there not, you can't go to every country, like you can't go to Japan, their borders are closed, but for the countries you can go to, there is, you know, you have to apply online before you go. You have to prove that you have travel insurance. You have to prove that you're vaccinated. You have to prove all these things. Yeah. And then when you get there, it's totally different. So hey, I'm gonna roll, but hey, I want to okay. just say thank you very much. I really sure. appreciate your feedback. Thank today. you. Yep. You're welcome. Yep. All right. You know, it's uh, I I just again, Aaron Rodgers' performance on the field should be for playing football. And I don't understand if you're or hey, and call him the biggest jerk in the league. Why don't you come out and tell us why you think? He's the biggest jerk in the league. I would love to know why you think that. Why Why do you think Aaron Rodgers is the biggest jerk in the league? Why don't you tell us why? What is that based on? You said he's a bad guy. All right. Hub, why don't you give us some in-depth analysis on that? Why is he a bad guy? I would like to know why is he a bad guy. You called him the biggest jerk in the league and a bad guy, and you didn't back it up with any anything okay so he's the biggest jerk in the league why why is he the biggest jerk in the league how did you come to that conclusion you said he's a bad guy how did you come to that conclusion i i would like to know that i think those are all fair questions all fair questions why do you make those type of comments so i don't get it e-train you're next here on listen app hey E train. E-Train. I'm coming to you. Your mic's
1: on. E-Train. E-train, going... E-Train, go ahead. Sorry about that. What's your opinion on how pass interference is being called this season?
0: Inconsistent like it has been every year. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just so inconsistent. There's a lot of missed calls. There's a lot of bad calls. We see it every week in the National Football League. It's First of all, it's a very difficult penalty to call. That's number one. But number two, I... That it's been terrible.
1: Yeah, I, I tell you, I mean, I want it to be called, you know, and I, I understand it's difficult, but it just seems they're, they're calling it so tight this season that it's just, you know, it's having a big impact on a lot of games. It is having a
0: big impact, and you make a great point. It's a fabulous question. Uh, I don't really know what the NFL can do to fix that. I don't know if they need to change the rule where – you get the ball at the spot of the foul to a 15-yard penalty. I'm not really sure, but it is impacting a lot of games. And it's impacting games, as you said, based on mistakes by the officials. And, again, I understand it's very difficult at times to call, but the NFL does a bad job on that, in my opinion. They do a, they've do they done a yeah. bad job this year on pass interference. I mean, oh, you can watch any game. I mean, it's almost every game, E-Train. That's the problem. It's not just one game here, one game there. It's, it happens almost in every game.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think some offenses are, you know, just rolling the dice, expecting to get a pass interference call to keep their drive going in a lot of cases.
0: That's exactly what they're doing. You make a great point. 100% correct. That's exactly what they're doing. Perfect. Thanks, Grant. All right. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. uh, Again, if you want to get in on the program today, just raise your hand, hit your hand icon, and we'll do it. The Kings tonight taking on an Atlanta Hawks team. That is really playing poorly. Uh, on the 25th Christmas Day, they were at the Garden, lost to the Knicks. Two days later, a home-and-home in home Chicago. They gave up 130 and 131, respectively. They beat Cleveland 121-118 and on New Year's Eve. And on Monday, they continued their road trip where they lost to a struggling Portland team, 136-131. to 131. So their defense has been awful. Their defense has been awful. And they've been one of these teams that also have been ravaged by COVID. One of their best players, John Collins, is not coming back tonight. He will be back against the Lakers on Friday, so the Kings get a break there, right? Um, you know, Bogdan is out. Collins is out. Trey Young's been day-to-day. Cam Reddish, day-to-day. They're a mess. The Atlanta Hawks, they're a mess. They're terrible. So, again, even though the Kings played last night, they should, and again, they should be able to come home and win. But I need to be careful when I say that, you know, about the Kings. But, uh, you know, the, the Hawks just been terrible. They were one of the, the, the Knicks and the Hawks last year were the story, one of the great stories in the Eastern Conference. And now it's been a completely uh, different year. Completely different year. All right? So, you know, again, I know, I know Young played the other night. And what did he have? 55 points in that game? But I still listed officially you know as day to day so we'll see what happens but uh also nate mcmillan he entered the league's health and safety protocols on saturday um but you know again i i I don't i don't watch the hawks play a lot so you know it's tough to you know analyze them other than the fact when you look at the standings in the eastern conference Uh, A hell of a lot different than last year when the Hawks and the Knicks were battling for fourth and fifth. The Knicks and the Hawks are 11th and 12th, respectively. Atlanta is 16 and 20. They've lost 7 of 10. And the Knicks are 18 and 20. Not in the top 10. There's something else I wanted to talk about, and that's this top 10. There are a lot of fans in Sacramento that are like, well, gee, you know, we're 10th. Let me tell you something. If you end up 10th and you have 31 or 32 or 33 wins on the season and you have 42, 43, 44, 45 losses, that's not a good season. That's not a success. Yeah, I I, I keep on hearing, well, gee, you know, we're 10th. 10th. Are you kidding me? There's only... Fifteen teams in the conference. You're getting excited about being tenth because you get a one game play in tournament? Like, yeah, I'd rather be in the tournament than not. But that's not a that's not a successful season. It's just not. By the way, the Kings have one more loss than two teams behind them, San Antonio and Portland. But I just I don't understand that. The Kings, by the way, are four games back in a loss column of eighth. All right. So there you have it, my little quick. I I, I guess my my quick, my quick, my quick summary of how I feel about number ten. In the playoffs. All right. Uh, tomorrow, we'll get you ready for uh, the football weekend. I, I know there's no game on Thursday, but we will come on again at 3 o'clock. We'll take your phone calls. We'll talk about tonight's game with the Kings and the Hawks. Uh, and a lot more. Uh, we'll do that uh, tomorrow. All right? So, make it a fabulous, fabulous rest of the day. Make it a good evening. And thank you so much for
1: joining me each and every weekday right here on Listen Ups.